0: And now from approximately coast to coast it's the PC perspective podcast this is episode 604 being recorded on November something 11
1: 11th 11/11/2020 11, 11,
0: I'm
2: Sebastian Peak I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath I'm Brett Apple
0: Yes, and obviously this is Applecast. AMD did something last week, but, you know, this is all about the M1. But before we get into <laughs> that for an hour, please don't go away. We won't, we won't do that till after AMD stuff. Um, right. Go to PCPro.com slash subscribe to find out when we go live for events like this podcast recording session. You can go to Patreon.com slash to support this nonsense. And big Thank thanks you. to new members. Brett, take
2: it away. Yeah, big thanks to Corey Brown, woohoo, and Greg. I don't want to pronounce your last name, Miss Kelly, Miss Kelly, Greg Miss Kelly. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce his name. And uh, another comment from Darth Malvintano. Uh, his favorite phrase, and I think he likes to hear Josh actually say this one. Josh, if you've got the, if you got the doc open, I won't spoil it for you. Um, just I, I cue do. in here. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: It's the third bullet down. Darth, Darth Malvantano ja- would like Darth me to Malventano. say that
1: josh like literally shocking floppies i'm not sure i why. do like shocking floppies you know mm. i once did a shock test on a voodoo 3 it was unintentional but it survived <laughs> a friend of mine came in and i was like look at that thing you know it's it's a brand new it's it's what uh 1998 99 and uh he walked in on the carpet and i was like yeah i mean it, it feels pretty warm doesn't it and i didn't i forget what i said but anyway i was like yeah there it is voodoo 3 It's like really how hot does it get me bang blue arc about two centimeters long computer just went black i was just like right (laughs) we just fried my brand new voodoo 3 2000 that i was going to review uh but you know unplugged it plugged it back in worked fine and so it survived the shock test i haven't uh, put that into my testing regime but strange there's always a future it's difficult to get that repeatable
2: i mean like how many million (laughs) volts do you need to build up on your shag before you should reach out and and touch the metal made a great sound though i'm sure but thanks everybody thanks to the patreons keeping the wheels turning and the lights on we couldn't do it without you
0: literally it's that Uh, time of the uh, week again it's that time uh, of the week once again where we visit our own Josh Walrath in Laramie, Wyoming, for his
1: burger of the week. Take it away, Josh. Uh, today the burger special was the Commodore, and I'm I'm reading this from my photo: two beef patties, mm-hmm. pretzel bun, candied bacon, a nice fresh Dijon mustard, wine and sage caramelized onions topped with Swiss cheese. It was it was very rich. It was very tasty but super rich and yeah, really good pretzel bun. Outstanding. And the fries again were nice and crunchy on the outside soft and tender on the inside lightly seasoned perfection and now i'm not eating again until tomorrow around 1 or 2. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> yeah, that, that looks i don't know what's happening under that pretzel bun but it it's it's the swiss cheese caramelized onions and bacon there's a lot that of that kind it. of mass and then underneath that are two quarter pound patties so are those
0: the it's a lot like of meat. above the burger are those fresh onions and lettuce like on the
1: side yeah or? i mean if okay. i wanted to add those to it they they have uh, garnish <sighs> a garnish that there. uh Oh, it comes it with it accessories. A lot there. Yeah. It's optional yes. accessories. So you can mix mm-hmm. and match how however mm-hmm. you please. But I just had it as 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 it was created. I didn't add any lettuce or any uh, pickles, the tomatoes, that that would kind of would have ruined the the experience. So Josh, where where was the Commodore served? It's a place called Born on the Barn. Oh, in that Laramie, place. Wyoming. Okay. Yep. Same place. Born on the Barn. They always have interesting burger specials there. Yeah. And the head cook teaches my kids all kinds of bad words. Oh,
2: fantastic.
1: (laughs) In English or in his own native tongue? In English. Oh, okay. That'd
0: be kind of cool Mm -hmm. if it was at least, you know, non-English swearing. But, Mm -hmm. hey. We can't bury the lead this week. We've got to get right into it. We did not podcast last week, and uh, something happened. AMD released processors. New ones, briefly. Yeah, and th- there's so many articles up everywhere about this. You just take your pick. The answer is the same. Like there's a consensus about Zen three, and it's pretty staggering. Do you have any thoughts about this? I know Josh probably has. You have some first hand experience with with this,
1: Josh. Not yet. I'm, really? I'm still doing comparative testing. Oh, okay. Uh, I've so far okay. gotten through the 3600x and the 2700x. 50 year anniversary edition. I finally pulled that out of the box and actually put it to use. I don't know why I bought it like a year and a half ago. It was just dumb of me, but I did. But hey, it's it's a data point now. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm I'm not <laughs> yeah. a smart man. Did you get a did uh, you get any
0: goodies with it? Did you get a t-shirt with it or anything?
1: You know, I didn't even send that uh <sighs> thing in, so I didn't get a 50 year t-shirt. It's all this gel stall still packed there and I, I pulled out the CPU and and installed it uh this evening and, and finished testing and and uh yeah, it, even from the 3600X to the 2700X it reminds me of how big of a jump the 3000 series was from the 2000 i mean it just the amd got so much right with that and uh you know i'm doing some performance testing and and i mean the 3600x and multi-thread stuff is is almost as fast as the 2700x and you're not giving up any clock speed really but you're losing four threads and two cores and um That kind of goes into what we're looking at with the uh, 5000 series is it's taken another significant jump from the 3000 series. And so you're looking at, well, I mean, AMD says, you know, if if you put all these things together and divide it by however much, I mean, it's about 19% improvement um, in performance with the 5000 series. And it came out with the 5600X, which is one I was able to actually buy a new egg I got up at... I don't know, 640, got everything else settled. Seven o'clock rolls around and Newegg listed it. And uh, I, I I, I, wasn't going to get a 5800. I definitely wasn't going to get a 5900 or a 5950. Those things apparently sold out in in seconds. But I was able to get a 5600X and, and that's, you know, that's very top of my budget. And, and that's, you know, with my kids not getting any new shoes for Christmas. So, uh, you know, the things I do for you guys. Yeah, so uh, I actually got that puppy in, Uh, but you know we've we've uh, obviously AMD uh, was unable to sample us with any of them. Um, But there are four models: fifty-six hundred X, fifty-eight hundred X, fifty-nine hundred X, and the fifty-nine fifty X. Fifty-nine fifty being the top end, sixteen core, thirty-two thread. Uh, It goes from three point seven gigahertz up to four point nine gigahertz boost. I mean, this is highly bin chip. 5900X is slightly slower at the top end, but slightly faster at the bottom. And it's, of course, 12 core 24 thread, and then the 5800X for 499 is a 8 core 16 thread, and it tops out, I think, at 4.7. Now, the 5600X is is the lowest. It goes from 3.7 to 4.6, I believe, which is still 200 megahertz faster than the 3600X, uh, and I hope I don't mix these up too madly because there's just too many numbers and names and I'm old, but at least I haven't been drinking beer. So I won't be saying things like your resolution is set to 1080 <laughs> T. I don't know if you, if you watched my uh, video on, uh,
0: we just rolled with it. I, I didn't catch it. As you were saying it. I, like, yeah, I didn't I, I I thought it I say that it's t-, it's t for turbo. I just added a little footnote. Tur- in the
1: video. it's fine. <laughs> turbo. Uh, but anyway, so you've got 200 megahertz faster boost. Um, that means that all core probably will be well above where the 3600x is, and I mean the results of all the benchmarks that we've we've kind of seen uh, really holds that up. That it's it is a significant boost everywhere. I mean Cinebench you know, Cinebench, uh, even faster results in Cinebench. And then if you take finally Cinebench, you'll see that it's, you know, some of the fastest single thread (laughs) and uh, anyway. Um, No, I mean, you know, everything out there, games, productivity software, uh, there's not much that it doesn't win at, especially when, you know, say you compare 5600X, $10 $10 cheaper, it's a um, Intel i5-10600K. And not only is it you know still significantly faster than that 10600K, it's pulling significantly less power because this is their second generation of product on a slightly enhanced TSMC 7-nanometer uh, process, the IO chip, interestingly enough is the same as the 3000 series uh they haven't really done a whole lot with it but it it seems like they improved on the chiplet you know cpu chiplet side uh uh the the infinity fabric uh capabilities and um you know like the top end to keep the infinity fabric running at a higher speed uh, one-to-one speed with memory you were kind of Sitting around thirty six hundred megahertz, uh, well, or mega transfer DDR four or thirty seven thirty three, and uh, that that kept it at, at a one to one ratio. If you go higher than that, then either it's really unstable or you kick it down to you know one to two ratio. So if you're running thirty two hundred and you know you go one to two, it's actually running at only eight hundred. So. You want to keep the the memory in a kind of sweet spot, especially like with 3000 series, that sweet spot was pretty much around the 3600 level. That was very stable, gave you a nice performance increase, but they've improved things enough that now they're talking about being able to get that F clock up to 4000 megahertz effective, which is an actual base clock of, of two gigahertz. Clear as mud.
3: Well, if you know how F clock works, right?
1: That's that's what's what's going on, and so you're getting a boost as well. But because they've they've redesigned the CCXs, the Infinity Fabric, while it still improves performance the higher it goes, you don't see as as big of a jump just because the CCX is now just one eight core unit rather than being uh, two CCX units with four cores a piece, like the 3000 series and the 2000 series and the 1000 series. So you get a tremendous boost in efficiency because the L3 cache is now 132 Meg, excuse me, unit versus 216 Meg units that if you want to access one, you have to go to the memory controller. And then it'll read back into the other CCX. Now it's just one big L3 cache. And of course, you know, if you've got the 5900 and the 5950, increasing that F clock will also allow the two chiplets to communicate with them with each other faster so you want as fast a memory as possible with those to get the the most performance out of these products um
3: well the 15, gaming I, I, is the go ahead the that the, the, was just going to say that the chipset itself uh has been matured enough to the point where there is a lot of support for ddr uh, four or so it also becomes reasonable to start shopping for that if you are gonna be over-clock, overclocking it to try and get that off clock up a little bit. I've seen some people doing it and you know, mixed results. Uh, 200 does seems to be the ceiling. People are getting between uh, 190 to 198 or so. And of course at that point it's impossible to get the one to one ratio. But you know, if, if you're just gonna stick with the normal stuff, you. you Still our recommendation, even though Andy tends to say 3,200. Uh, 3,600 gives you a nice one-to-one ratio. But if you're thinking about overclocking, and especially if you're going with uh, one of the higher ones that have the two CCXs in it, consult your memory comp- comp- compatibility charts because you're going to be really upset if you get a really nice overclock and your RAM can't keep up.
0: Yeah. Hey, can I just draw everybody's attention to... I was looking for some good charts here. TechSpot has some nicely formatted ones. Look at, look, this is Cinebench single core, the yeah. top of the chart. This is from their 5600. Ryzen, 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 Ryzen. Yeah, it's all. Every one of the new Ryzen processors, the 5600, 5800, 5900, and 5950X, those occupy the top four spots. We're talking single thread performance. Yeah, how do you like your IPC now? I mean, this is not ridiculous. Like, like... The ten nine hundred K when it came out, it at least could you know they had that single core, uh, crown like advantage. Yeah, yeah. We we're, right. still, we're still even though Intel hates Cinebench. Yeah, well, for they, single they core they force, still had the lead. They brute forced anymore. it with gigahertz, wouldn't you say? Well, yeah, and that's going to be apparently, yeah. even more of an emphasis going forward,
2: higher and higher uh, and higher. Actually, clocks, but... actually, their eleventh generation does bring IPC improvements because they sort of backported their ten nanometer Ice Lake, so. There's, they do have that going on. Yeah, we, we don't. We, we'll another, have to see early next year. Different discussion. Look, not yeah, on the list. Single-digit like gains in IPC
0: are not going to save them. Double, double-digit.
2: Okay. They said double-digit. Okay. They didn't say which two digits they were, right. but they said double. Oh
0: digits. nine. Yeah,
2: I've. I don't know. I can't imagine it is going to be
0: very. <laughs> one high, maybe. One. Yeah, could yes. be. Oh exactly. nine exactly. I just. It's just ludicrous. I'm looking. I mean, every CPU benchmark here that TechSpot ran. Like I'm looking at. Yeah, crypto like. SiSoft, Sandra. Is it SiSoft or Sysoft? I don't know. And then you've SciSoft. got... It, it, then you've got Those are all Ryzen at the top. 3900X, 3950X are mixed in with the 5,000 results. 7Zip, uh,
1: uh, decompression, Ryzen, Ryzen, Ryzen. Like, once again, the look, core look that, is in 5th or 6th. Look at the six hundred x versus the 2700X. You know, the top... I mean, you're again, you're giving up two cores and four threads. And it's still... Yeah, yeah spanking it it's true that was the eight core part wasn't it 2700 x is 8 core 16
0: threads okay it's yeah yeah uh, so 2000s if you were on 2000 and you didn't go to 3000 you're gonna be just amazed because 5000 to 3000 is still a it was still a a pretty significant jump even if you were on the current Zen 2 stuff well
2: it kind of depends on your board right which chipset board if you're on a 450 or a 470 board you okay Yeah. Or be much better off if you're you're still going to
1: get, you're still going to get a pretty big boost. Very true. From the 2000 to 3000 series, just because it's, and uh, you know, when, when I, you don't really notice these things until you start getting hands on and really just getting into the nitty gritty of the testing and you're writing stuff down and you're looking at the numbers and you're comparing and you're seeing how fast you're seeing how it feels. And it's, 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 it really is impressive. I mean, the, and I can't wait to get to the 5600 because the jump from the 2000 to the 5600, the 2700X to a 5600X is still, you notice a difference, even just in, in in desktop stuff. I mean, it's just slightly faster, snappier. And then you get into things like Cinebench and it just destroys it in single thread. And the 5600X should destroy the 3600X in, in single thread. And if you... You know, I got in trouble. Um, Well, kind of got in trouble, but I I made a certain individual uh, unhappy when I said that AMD from Zen in 2017, Zen 1 to now, has been executing like Intel did in 2006 when they released the Core 2. And of course, a certain individual got, you know, angry and said, Blah, you're not, you know, AMD is not beating <laughs> the the competition by twenty-six percent with just this one jump like we did back in two thousand six. And, and that wasn't my point. Um we look at the top end bulldozer uh pile driver chip, their eight core 95, 90, 95 I can't remember the number, but the one that was super overclocked to two hundred and two watt TDP. You had to have a liquid cooler or else it just, you know, would would throttle
3: horribly. And even
1: with the cooler, it still throttled horribly. But if you look at the the performance from that to Zen one, it was, it was night and day. And then the 2000 series kind of kept that momentum going. I mean, it wasn't a significant increase, but it gave you a couple of hundred megahertz, slightly better uh, process technology they kind of cleaned up parts of the design a bit, so it it did have a slight IPC jump, not much. 3000 series was massive, and now the 5000 series. And if you look at Intel during that time, from 2006 to 2010, I mean, they had the Core 2, um, the Core 2 Duo, the Core, I mean, Core 2 Duo, Core 2 Quad, uh, the Penryn stuff, and then they went to uh, Nahalem, and then I can't remember the, the code name, uh, was it? It wasn't it was before Sandy Bridge it was like the i 5840 I can't remember the code Westmere? Name, but it was really? the Yeah I think I, you might be right But I mean this is 11 years ago so it's it's hard for me to uh remember cuz I'm old and stupid uh but yeah I mean if if you look at at the jumps that Intel made from what the previous wholly were I mean the Pentium 4 to the Core 2 Duo was massive Pile driver to Zen one massive, and then it was execute 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 down the line, just as Intel did from 2006
0: to 2010.
1: Yeah, well, and by yeah. the time 2010 2011 was rolling around, AMD was was pushing their Phenom two to six cores, and we had the first generation of Bulldozer, which actually performed less worse than than the the Thuban six core, uh, what the 6T11, six T eleven six the 1100T was the, yeah. uh, the Phenom t yeah. Was it like a 1090 t.
0: and then their 1100 or
1: something? There's like a silver. 1090 and then the 1100T. I've got a 1100T sitting somewhere. Those were sell- Those were like still that.
0: selling for good money well into the bulldozer
1: pile driver era because, yeah, because they were better performers. Uh, it started the 4 plus core
2: war, so there you go.
1: Yeah. Thanks to yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, was, till then it was 4 cores 8 threads was the top. Absolutely, Unless yep. you were willing to invest a significant amount of money and uh, some of those platforms yeah 299
0: yep doesn't this doesn't this feel like 2003 2004 era again where any enthusiast diy is going amd period why would you not unless you had specific needs that intel's platform you want those three extra frames at 4k yeah i don't even know if but intel provides any kind of advantage at all in gaming any of the Uh, benchmarks i've looked at xe graphics from what i understand (laughs) i'm talking if you have a discrete gpu uh,
1: yeah there are there are applications that yeah there are applications where intel does take a small lead but it's not the 15 to 20 percent lead that we previously saw
0: like premiere adobe applications typically uh, historically have favored intel processors and you go from like here's premiere pro Now, any kind of rendering is going to take advantage of all threads. So so this doesn't indicate, like, overall snappiness when you're using the application, but still. uh, This has leapfrogged the 10900K in Adobe applications, where now you look at, like, Premiere Pro, Photoshop. They are ahead. Like, the 5600X squeaks by the 10900K, and this is a $299 processor if you can buy it, which, of course, they're not really available yet. They will be... But I mean, just they just, they're dominating. It's apparently I
1: mean, they sold a lot. Really?
0: Them. So there was more demand yeah. than just this being. There was. They, a paper they, they said
1: we, we delivered a, I mean, they didn't give us a number, but they, they said this was not, this was by far not a paper launch. We delivered a lot and they are continuing to deliver. I mean, like I, I talked to Falcon Northwest the other day and they're getting stocks of product in, and uh, they will sell you a computer with a Ryzen 5000 series and a RTX 3070 within 24 days. And that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you can still get a computer for Christmas that has these high-end parts from partners. And, of course, you know, a lot of these partners are, are going to get them before retail. So as soon as, you know, they, they, they kind of have... What they need, then then it'll start trickling more into retail. Um, but yeah, I'd expect next week we'll see a drop of, of 5,000 series. Um, at least the 5,600 and 5,800X. 5, the 5,900 and 5,950, those could be pretty scarce for quite some time.
3: And honestly, that doesn't break my heart because there's very little that I'd use the full power of one for. I, the fifty eight hundred X is what I've got uh, on order. As soon as stock arrives, it'll be shipping into me. But you look You're at crazy. Uh, that, and I I don't have any shoes to buy children.
0: <laughs> uh, Wait, which one are you getting the fifty eight hundred, Jeremy? Or are you getting the fifty nine fifty? No, the fifty eight hundred X. That's a great choice. What are you talking about, Josh? That's that's yeah, that's four ninety nine,
1: right? Four
3: dollars six hundred bucks up here. Four forty nine. Yeah.
1: But it was yeah. No, no, it's four ninety nine. Is it? Okay.
3: Yeah. We should. Hey, we there's should a look tug of
2: war between where's the sweet spot on you yeah, know by no, like by prospect, be, but
3: what we were seeing. Yeah. Okay.
2: it so is, is a little bit higher than that?
0: I don't know what the problem is, honestly. Like, why the the sentiment that AMD is overcharging for these? If they have a performance lead, why not charge more than Intel? And they're still charging. Oh, well, and that's what they're doing until Intel drops in the their prices.
1: Buying AMD products for. Less money and getting better price performance, and now it's there's the, now there's kind of price parity, yeah, and it's, a little bit yeah, of performance, yeah.
0: That's the i9 yeah. 10, what is it, the 10 850k, the one you can yeah, actually buy. 850K. That's like the last time I looked, it was about 485. So yeah. Yeah. if you can buy one of those at 485, and then you look at the performance relative to a 5800X for around the same price. Again, unless you have specific needs, I personally, I mean, I, I like Intel platforms for work. If I'm not doing stuff, that's like highly multi-threaded. If I'm doing stuff like this, like video capture, I like Intel because I think their USB is really robust, (laughs) things like that. Like that's not exciting. It's not exciting to say, I think the sustained throughput on USB three tied into the memory controller on an Intel platform is really robust. How about it works reliably? It is very
1: reliable. Yeah. Whereas, does it look like know, a turtle I've... gets
3: attached to it every once in a blue moon. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you just... know what?
1: You would have you would have fixed that if you would have gotten a B five fifty board because True. the USB. If you had made sure you had the USB on that chipset rather than because <laughs> the the, the chipset on the five seventy is the I O chip on the CPU. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, there yeah. have been complaints about uh, USB compatibility in in certain applications, and the B five fifty is not. It's, it's it's an as media unit so yeah
0: isn't it sad like the b550 and and it's weird because we like way back when we talked about the b550 Tai Chi board that was at the mm-hmm. same price as their X570 Tai Chi at the time yeah. and really only
1: you only give up a couple of lanes of Pci 4.0 off the chipset I mean it becomes 3.0 so you can yeah. only have one native Pci 4.0 uh m.2 right yeah. yep and then the rest has to be 30 which really? that's isn't that fine
0: like how, how many people are going to uh, buy yes. an amd system fine. like bu- put together an amd platform and use multiple gen 4 drives
1: um well by well, my, my from- work machine yeah yes. because okay. well yeah we're doing this bat data testing stuff and we need like a 4 terabyte m.2 drive because it's just yeah it's it's so you can't do this work over a network connection because 125 megabit 125 megabytes per second just ain't gonna do it so your yeah, needs gonna sound utilize. niche
2: your needs yeah, they niche. are niche. Yeah.
1: they are niche <laughs> the bit the, but they're the there and hey shouldn't you be on the can threadripper can actually, platform <laughs> we we have one threadripper already yeah we, we just got uh, today in fact um i got in uh was it Lambda Labs? Have you ever heard of them?
0: Mm,
1: no. It's a Threadripper 3970, uh, 128 gigs
3: of RAM, and two two RTX 3090s. Nice. Yeah. So, so it's doing have, all what, a half dozen 3090s by now.
1: Yeah. At work. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. But no, that's our work. No, these are the first two. Yeah.
3: Oh, I thought you were. Yeah. No, done we so. had a
1: whole bunch of 2080 Ti's, but not. Oh. Anyway. We're going far afield from the 5,000, aren't we? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's okay. I mean, I don't yeah. think anybody needs to hear us say that they're great and that they're the basically the CPUs to buy. They have performance leadership, which is something that uh, Intel cannot claim anymore. Although, I mean, depending on what review you look at, I was interested to see that TechSpot is the first one I've read so far that shows Intel on top in certain uh, 1080p tests still. But those are... it is. Very problematic to test CPU performance at 1080p, I will say. But I mean, if you look at 1080, which is always like up and down, it's hit or miss. It's like margin of error stuff, usually for me when I'm testing it. Like one test will be like two frames per second one way or a half frame per second the other way. But um, but there you go. There's my one to two, f- yeah.
3: oh, sorry, up to six frames.
0: Here's Far Cry Far Cry New Dawn 1080p Ultra, which is already putting a little bit more stress on a GPU versus running like ten eighty low or something. You always want to be as, as CPU bound as possible, but still 1080 P Ultra, 10900 k and their charts, 136, 5800 eight hundred X, one thirty
3: two. And see this is and where the four really frames make sense. are really, really noticeable. Cause then look, the fifty nine
0: fifty X is only
1: one twenty eight frames per second. Fifty nine hundred X, one twenty eight. And that kind of makes sense because it's 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 leveraging multiple threads but it seems to do that across CCX's more, I mean, more mm. than, and chiplets more mm. than the 5800X and the 5600, which, which they're all just right there. They have no choice. They have to pack all those threads. And it's, I mean, if you're talking about six to eight to 10 threads, you know, Windows scheduler sometimes throws threads all over the place. And even with, uh, cause they didn't release the, uh, might uh, whatchamacallit, um. Uh, you know, that power thing with the, the Ryzen the scheduler power or Ryzen Master. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ryzen no, power no, for really. the 5000 series, because they said, well, it just doesn't need it. Well, yeah, they said you don't yeah. need it. It could still probably improve really? a little bit. But I think it's I think this is probably just such a corner case that it's not worth the time to put it in. And so the 5800X and the 5600X seem to do a little bit better.
0: Hey, look, here, sense, here's right? a
1: big win for AMD or AMD Intel uh, 538
0: Ooh. frames per second. In Rainbow Six Siege versus only five hundred and six,
2: you know, and that's a difference you can't see.
0: Wait, the fifty nine hundred X five hundred nine. So I mean, something's going on here if they're getting thirty frames per second more in a game, but this is an older game. Yeah, Yeah. it's less than ten percent. Very very expensive
3: CPU.
2: It's less than ten percent, and you really can't see it. Now come on. I wonder how much of this is like compiling. Like at some point, like okay, here's here's another one. Watch Dogs Legion. Exactly. Wait, Josh. Somebody has top. their hand up.
0: Josh
3: Somebody. hurt
2: himself.
1: Before I, before I even, you know, forget this. I mean, if something that you look through these numbers, something that you notice, the Ryzen 5 5600 X consistently performs at the same level as the ten seven hundred K, which is yeah. eighty dollars more expensive, and that's an eight core sixteen thread part. So you've got six core twelve threads versus eight sixteen. And we see that again with the 5800x it's competing with the 10 850 10 k for the most part and it's losing out on two cores for threats and they're still up there especially in the productivity stuff and then you get into the 5900 and the 5950 and it's just it blows it away in most instances except of course you know a handful of games but even then look at the increase in performance from the 2000 series and the 3000 series Ryzen to where they're at now. I mean, they're competitive. So, and it wins at times and that's, that's such a huge boost. And when you add in all of the other productivity apps, where Ryzen gets an even bigger jump over what Intel has. And so as, as an entire processor, you can see where they get that that 19% uplift uh in, in IPC. And they've you know added a couple of hundred megahertz here and there uh, at boost clocks and, and all core clocks. So AMD's sitting pretty for the next four months, maybe before we have the next generation of Intel parts, which we don't know how many of those are gonna be made, and we have no idea what power is going to look like because they backported a 10 nanometer, uh, design to 14 nanometer. And they, to do that, you, you've got to make so many adjustments to your functional units to not only get them to run, but get them to run reliably and not blow up your transistor budget too terribly, which means cutting back on other features and other sizes of things like caches and, and whatnot. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this looks like when it finally comes out, and what kind of power consumption and heat production it's going to do. Because I don't think it's going to be all that pretty. I think they're going to see performance increases, but it's going to come at a cost. Yeah.
0: I'm I, I hey, happy to see uh, they were finally separating architecture from process because they have no choice, but it's not the
1: most efficient way to I mean, you know, Intel has been doing architecture process hand-in-hand hand since the 70s. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they they didn't want to port over stuff. And, you know, Prescott was way different than uh, than Northwood. Um, even though it turned out to be kind of less efficient, even though it was slightly faster, had more features, I guess. But, you know, people thought, hey, you know, why don't you just, you know, take Northwood and put it onto... Uh, that new process, and and you'll get you know instead of a three point six gigahertz, you can do four point two. But no, Intel doesn't do that. They they do hand in hand architecture process. They the the engineers work very very closely with each other from the process side and and the actual design. So that's why for years and years, like the Core Two Duo, when it came out, I mean it just was amazing. That's design and process working together very very effectively. Penryn, it was. You know, and an enhanced core 2 duo uh, architecture on the next generation 65 nanometer node if i remember correctly great product allowed them to do core 2 quads uh, and still fit within good tdps and power consumption i mean just yeah now they're 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 having 10 nanometer problems and 7 nanometer problems and and they have to rely on 14 nanometer plus 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 plus
2: hey a footnote on that is it looks like that they could potentially be revving their chipset again, and that Z four ninety may have been a yeah, a, a one and done, a one and done kind one. of thing. No, Intel. Yeah, yeah shocking. It's, it looks be probable. Yeah, uh, just I, I'm just sort of reading into a footnote on the on the 11th gen release, and that who knows. And Josh, this could be what you were saying that they had to make sacrifices, and it could be the number of pins, the size of the the chip itself. But it seems like they may have had to rev the chipset in order to backport that ten nanometer into fourteen nanometer, and you have to make adjustments, throw stuff out, uh, or make things bigger. We won't know till we see the the chipset
1: and the um, and the you socket. Not the best um, part of this Ryzen review I'm I'm working on. Oh, well, we're I've talking about Ryzen. generations I of chips. Sorry. Yeah, we I got three generations <laughs> of chips. <laughs> one motherboard. Yeah, That's, if isn't I had that a crazy? Seventeen, which board? Seventeen hundred or eighteen hundred X would work as well. Um, which board, it's the Azrock Phantom Gaming X. It's an X five hundred and seventy based. Okay, that was their top end, right? The PGX was. It uh,
3: Wasn't above their very the top taichi? end? The, no. that was that okay. Aqua thing.
1: I think, oh, their, okay. Their yeah. top. But it was the oh. the air cooled top end. Yeah, uh, it was you know slightly above the the Tai Chi. So Josh, it sounds like our next topic on the list was sweet
0: spot. It's you don't think it's the 5800X. You think the sweet spot's the 5600X then.
1: For the average user, yeah. Just because at at 299, it's you know 50 bucks more than the MSRP of the 3600X, but you get a lot more performance. You get actually slightly lower power draw. It's a 65 watt TDP. So if you use the same cooler that was on your 3600X, You're looking at, you know, like seriously five to 10 degrees Celsius difference in between those two products and on the cooler side with the 5600 X. So it's, it's kind of a win-win, um, among all those things, you're going to get a a big boost in gaming, uh, response multi-thread stuff is, is going to be snappier on this as well, just because you've now got the unified L3 cache and you don't have to have that intra ccx communication um uh, you know when when a uh, when a cpu core needs to access something in the l2 and in another one that you know would typically be in another ccx you'd have to go through the io and then you know retrieve that stuff and now it's 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 different and you've got the large l3 victim cache that When things get thrown out of the L2 caches, that's where they're sitting, and everybody can access that. Um, Now, they did have to make some compromises on latency to L3 because it is a larger cache. It takes a small latency hit as compared to the L3 on the 2000 series and the 1000 series. However, that again is offsetting a core having to go back through the IO chip and then reading stuff from the L3 and the other CCX and getting that information and data back. So it's it's a good compromise that, yeah, you have a little bit extra added latency to that L3 access, but you don't have to go through the ICO chip nearly as much or to main memory. So these are all big wins.
3: Now, I'm, I'm a little bit more wide ranging and that's why i went with the 5800X because all of my machines are constantly being the snot beat out of them by Boink and other distributed computing. So when you're starting to look at, you know, computational, uh, there is a justification to pay the extra price for uh, the 5800X. But I mean, it doesn't matter if, if you're just gaming and doing the occasional uh, transcoding or something like that. Really, it, it's not worth the money. I'm sure AMD doesn't want me to say this because they'd rather you give them a little bit extra money, but you, across the board, I don't care what resolution you're playing at, which game you're going at, that Josh's 5600X and the one that I'll be getting eventually, the 5800X, are perform the exact same. Like, there is no visible difference whatsoever in the performance. So, you know, save your money because you're going to need it for the bloody GPU. You know, good good
1: point. I, I have good to... Point. I have to correct myself. You were right. It is 449 for the 1500 hundred X. I mean so, it's all theoretical. It makes cause it there's there's yeah, no it, it, 449 yeah, available yeah. anywhere. But yeah, yeah. But no, it's 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 uh, that's still it's it's a better price than I I don't know why I got on 499. Again, I'm old and I'm dumb and uh, no, Josh, I smell no, funny. no, 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 no. Um, it's because
0: it it's because of, you were debated, Josh. You were you debated. Know,
1: I, it's not your fault. I was but you know I'm, I'm at the point in my life where i go up to people in stores and just start talking to them so oh no oh no no yeah yeah it's it's bad but anyway i mean that extra 50 bucks down uh, you know it makes it seem a little bit better than 4.99
0: but hey this and, time uh, there's there's i kind of like it when there are big price discrepancies because it makes it interesting to talk about suddenly it it's not it like, does well for 50 dollars more like, like and there might be another more. model has not yeah. been released yet? Exactly. You got to fill in the gaps. They're doing the kind of the Nvidia thing. You have the the high end and then the lower end, and then you kind of fill in the gaps, and so you've got like eighty five SKUs on the market at the same time. Hey, Cause there's cause no mean to non X models. Non X. Models. It's non-X. Non-X. Also there's going to be the no an X, problem X problem and then they can it. do the XT again.
3: True. Oh, Lord. They already did that with the graphics cards, though.
0: But they did it with the CPUs. Let's make too. it more confusing. Yeah. Exactly. I,
1: I think they're going to skip the XTs this generation <laughs> because I don't think the XTs really sold all that well it was an end-of-life play for
2: some extra cash why not i think they refined the process to the point where they could just get more speed out of it sure and get a higher bin and call it good it was 100 megahertz i think wasn't it one it's one to 200 i think at the top end i can't remember yeah
1: at the top end it was 200 at 100 at the uh the 3600 xt yeah
0: by the way uh my only other comment about ryzen before we move on or before anybody else has more thoughts, is if you haven't watched it yet, watch Wendell's video, Level One Text. His Ryzen 5900X, 5800X review is fantastic. And has a, a, a memorable intro that you just, you have you can't hear it because I'm just showing the video. Just go watch his video. That's all I'm gonna
2: say. Just go watch, I'll link to it in the show notes. That's my pick. Any other thoughts about Zen 3? We move oh, on. only the last thing that there apparently was some BIOSes that escaped the lab that allowed Zen 3 5000 series to play nicely on 300 series chipsets. Really? Yeah. Which is not supposed to be allowed. It's Let's not see. a rumor. Not a rumor uh, actually happened.
0: Yeah, they're only supposed to be allowing B450 and above.
2: Correct.
0: According to this chart. Well, I
3: mean, they accidentally unlocked PCIe 4.0 for a little bit, too. Yep, whoops. I'm not sure <laughs>
1: if,
2: if these were. If these were sanctioned, you know, like oh, accidentally, Gigabyte posted a uh, a BIOS to allow five thousand series uh, CPUs on their three hundred boards. It, these may have been non-sanctioned BIOSes. Oh well,
0: yeah. Who knows how they escaped say, the
1: lab? I was so angry, so angry when. I updated the BIOS on an yeah. X470 platform, and it cut out PCI 4.0, just because they 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 just you know they, they I think legal came it. up and said, hey, these weren't necessarily designed for that. We might be on the you know might be on a hit list if uh, if a lot of these start failing with cheaper boards. And that was kind of a pain in the butt, but. I guess it comes to the territory and yeah. I think X4 that's something that, was that, a good chip that. people forget is that it could have be,
2: it's not that it wouldn't work like right away or that it doesn't work. It's, it may have been a longevity issue and that over time there may have been breakdown of the silicon or traces running frequency or heat or something. And yeah, it probably would work for a little while, but then the the calls and, and, and issues would have uh, just, not been worth dealing with so i don't blame them and something else you can't blame are we still talking about amd kind of got lost there
0: for a second but yeah it's up to you 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 can't blame amd for releasing more graphics gaming benchmarks ahead of the 68 and 6900x launch and that's exactly what they've done As i seamlessly transition hungry to this graphics gaming benchmark site that they have where you can select the game
2: Hey, I'd like that graphics card in all black, by the way. I'd like it in all black.
0: You don't like <laughs> this sort like? of silver and gray and a uh, lighter no. silver No, I want to put an all in all black. Hmm. I have to say, I, I'm i with you here because I, I have to hand... Let's see. Here's a graphics card. This is obviously the 2080 Ti. So this was the old design. And I can't reach the 3080, but obviously they went more like... It's almost all black. And it has like a, a yeah. black chrome kind of accent thing going on and shaped like a bow tie like a tuxedo yeah and then you have well you sort of have a little bit of that here because the the inside is kind of an x
2: yeah i see it
0: and i don't know i just i think the radeon shroud looks cheaper i don't think it looks as premium as a 3080 it's a personal opinion here hot take i think it looks plasticky, and the anytime you go with like
2: fake chrome it looks it looks cheaper i guess i think they should go all black yeah. There's, yeah, a, there's a picture out there of uh of potentially a you know hot off
1: the well the, the sapphire one looks pretty good
2: yes it does yeah they're teaser yeah. images i need to bring that
0: up those look really good yeah, yeah. and they're like uh they're usually the first i would think they're the first to have partner cards usually they work very I mean, closely they, with they used to, use to be
1: ati's really... primary yeah. manufacturing partner uh, I forget the They name do their of own the, layout the company, yeah, right? yeah. So they still, uh, they still have you know tremendous amount of design and uh, manufacture capability. In fact, I think they manufacture still cards for other um, AMD partners that uh, may not necessarily have the uh, the space and factory space to be able to do stuff. Look at the design <laughs> of the 6800 and XT here. Oh yeah, that's, that's nice. It's nice. It's
0: all black and stealthy. Mm-hmm. It's got a little uh, RGB kind of accent going on here. So I'm okay with this, but yeah, availability, let's just face it. It's going to be crap. Let's just, let's <laughs> not even pretend
2: that it's going to be good. But the picture hey. of that card is as close. As any of you will be get to one. Yeah. Pictures of this
0: card will be on eBay soon for sale. <laughs> just the picture, just like with the 3080. Old. So benchmarks, man benchmarks oh yeah the amd benchmark site i will just go back to that and they keep on doing this they've and it's all their own internal testing so you have to wait for independent testing so let's just go start at the top battlefield five it's battlefield
2: man the cool thing is it's uh i think they've got some ray tracing numbers here don't they or, do they? or um yeah
3: i think um, so
0: well they, could they do with wolfenstein youngblood has some what else on here even has ray tracing let's just go to wolf maybe it was oh, igor's lab that I saw those was yeah that. i'm thinking they don't really have it on here They have it at the highest setting. They're using Vulcan.
2: I know I saw some projected ray tracing numbers for the card, but, I mean, these numbers are not looking bad. They have probably
0: something in between a 3080 and a 3090, and if you look at their own charts, it kind of trades blows. It's back and forth. It depends on the game. Like that Wolf Youngblood chart I had up a second ago, they were showing that 3090 was in the lead, but that's a game that's very highly... It seems to favor NVIDIA. NVIDIA likes... People to benchmark games like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but look at this. See, see the 3090 is still on top, but not by much. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, ninety five point nine nine according to AMD versus ninety four point eight six. We're talking about a. Hey, you know what? Second. You know
1: what the best thing about these these uh, charts are? Yeah. They actually kind of explain a little bit better what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. The system configuration <laughs> it's a little bit beneath, more concrete. and that yeah. was that was the main issue that we had, and and it yep. caused a lot of confusion and you know it was not a great marketing idea to do that just because it opens the door for a lot of criticism whether or not it's needed um it opened it up and it certainly we we had talked about that and we weren't entirely sure what they meant by some things and, and was this the highest as in like is is the highest frames that we saw rather than average or you know we didn't know how they did any of these metrics And so it's nice that this looks a little bit more concrete and you can then, you know, compare your numbers once we eventually get these cards um, to uh, what they do and then have a better idea of what's going on. So,
2: Yeah, and I mean, if we... Otherwise, it it looks There was a a lot of room left for interpretation when they labeled all their charts as up to.
0: Yeah, up to was weird. And that's why I said it, it, it looks like you're saying this is maximum FPS. But if yeah, you are doing wrong. max yeah. FPS, is it max FPS for the NVIDIA cards as well as the AMD cards? They would they would look bad if they had shown max FPS and then the reviews all came out and were showing averages that were significantly lower. So I don't think they're doing that. I just yeah. think it was poorly worded. It's interesting. You can go through. It actually shows you the configuration that they used. One thing I will, I will mention is that they're using smart access memory on all of these, which makes perfect sense if you are on a system with a 5000 series Ryzen. You have the latest BIOS, you get one of these cards, you're going to want to enable it, but anybody else will not see the added few percentage points that this gives you, and this is their best-case scenario. What I don't see listed is whether or not their Rage Mode is enabled. I'm assuming it is not enabled, because it does not say Rage Mode. But why wouldn't you enable Rage Mode? Uh, that was the other thing. The this, uh, The previous you know, charts that they released were some with Rage Mode, some without some with Sam, some without.
1: So All I know is that a lot of eventually switches. if I ever get a it, chance to test this stuff and I enable rage mode, I'm I'm gonna hear that that music from that rage dawning demo. And it's just gonna
3: get the Man, I bet you going blow and through the that, uh, and that benchmark now. I, I maybe.
0: Just think... <laughs> So there's a generation gap here. I, rage to I've, me has always been rage against the machine, but you know i
2: Yeah, it's rage against the machine. I think rage I, in AMD sense is only giving you one percent ish anyway. Really?
0: So, I thought it was a little, yeah. bit, little bit, more than that. Maybe. 2%? I, well, I said
2: ish, so. Well, yeah. one to two. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: let's all pause and reflect for a moment before we move on. Your, put your Stop. apple cap on well, let's let's uh. make this more collaborative i don't want to just uh apple apologies no, no. brett nah, obviously fine. this is and the future of computing me. josh you have a lot of of uh experience
2: covering arm there Bas- basically technology. you know apple here has released their m1 and just like amd is allowed to take advantage of sam right apple's os is allowed to take advantage of all the optimizations they want against the m1 am i right am i right
1: yeah it's 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 they they, you know it's (laughs) when you design an asic and you have complete control of the software you look at your user base and you see what software they're using because they've got this yes great marketplace where they can get all the numbers all the actual accurate numbers of stuff that you buy and run on your computer because it's that nice closed garden that they have and they can put in you know maybe not dsps but but certain accelerators throughout the design that really speeds up stuff that is commonly used and then you further expose that to developers and they can further leverage that and you get a faster and faster chip because they have control over the entire stack from hardware to software
2: it's ultimate vertical integration yes yeah. the first time for them
1: so
3: in a long time you anyways.
2: know yeah well they've never made their own CPU I mean they've always relied upon oh, fair. Motorola, well, I mean you could Motorola PowerPC. they've PC. made their own CPU hand for a while PC. for iPad and
1: iPod. yeah I mean they they bought they bought, they bought PA semi that's true uh,
2: yeah, Well, exactly. Yeah. They bought the talent. Those, those were talented people. Very talented people. Yeah, They're but it probably was probably personal the, the friends their, of A yeah, series.
1: Yeah, their A series <laughs> chips were were all, you know, their own stuff. They got they got rid of third party CPUs and iPhone as quick as they possibly could. And um you know, this is one area I think that it's a drop in the bucket for Intel but i think that there are continued issues from 2015 where they kept missing on process roadmaps that apple really revved up their own design and saying we we need to get away from this uh third party uh fabs are doing really really well they're being competitive they've got a roadmap they've executed on it intel has been a partner to us and the technology is is simply falling behind, and before it gets too bad, we're going to jump ship with this M1. Yeah, they did the
0: same thing to PowerPC. Like they PowerPC, yep. IBM had worked with them for years after they transitioned away from Motorola. And yep. by 2006, it was like, look, Intel has this core technology; they have better price or better performance per watt, which is all Apple cared about because they wanted to really, really get into pro notebooks. And do you
1: remember how crap? the power pc chipsets oh, were God, for yeah. the oh. apple stuff they yeah, were they, terrible. they shipped a
2: factory water cooled system in order it, to get yes. dual
1: g5s there are very few and of those still they running were because they
2: were they were desperate yes
1: it, yeah so they I, they yeah when they went with intel they got really good io <laughs> they got next generation stuff cuz i mean when that those first agp for power pc stuff came out they were they had issues I mean, they could kind of cover it up and, and take it down to like PCI sixty four, um, but yeah, it was it was it was grim. But now they've got it all under one roof, and uh, you know, and to be fair, uh, this also hits AMD as AMD provided the graphics portion on yeah. some of their products, so it's not as oh, big definitely. a hit for AMD. But again, they're they're nope. getting they're getting booted out of the ecosystem.
0: Yeah, because Apple wants to control everything, and if we look at the CPU real quick, it's it's built on five nanometer. It's the first consumer processor on five nanometer, so they have that, and then it's it has a unified memory architecture, which is interesting. And Very then interesting. The M one, the actual SOC, it's an eight core CPU, which is split into four performance and four efficiency cores. It has an eight core GPU, which has it translates to one hundred and twenty eight execution units, sixteen core neural engine and the unified memory is either 8 gigabytes or you can configure it with 16. They're claiming 3.5x faster, up to 3.5x faster than the previous generation, but their their comparisons, if you look at the disclaimers, is comparing to a specific 4-core Core i7, a low-power Intel part uh, that's an uh, Ice Lake part. So the cache was interesting, though. Like, even this little part, the... The instruction and data cache matches Ice Lake, so it's 32k uh, of instruction and 48k of data per core, but L2 cache is way higher. I was going to ask you about this, Josh. They
1: they have 12 megabytes of L2, and shared L2. It's not it's not yeah. individual L2. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting. Uh... I don't know I, we'd need to kind of go into some deep dives, and they don't have an l3 cache which is one thing i mean if you you look at uh, intel and amd i mean each of those cpus has a private fast l2 cache and, and that was something that uh, they did differently you know back 10 15 years ago where they suddenly went to shared l2 cache and they've now gone back to private just because latency is um so much better when you've got private and uh plus you can put so much l3 in there usually so yeah it's it's all trade-offs but here it seems like that they're really honing in on on lower power draw because you've got less cash because i mean how much cash does new ryzen have it's got 35 meg yeah. for a yeah. 3600x, oh, really huge, and this is huge. significantly less. Um, and you know, cache has it, it, it eats up a lot of power just because you have to keep it kind of energized to keep that data active. And and if you turn it off, then it all disappears. Perfect. Yeah, yes, RAM. Um, yeah, but no, it's uh, didn't they say, didn't it leak out that? the little cores were A14s and the big cores were these larger bigger M1s and even though they call huh. the whole thing M1 but it's that they're 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 a that. heavier duty hmm. than the A14 because everybody I just got to assume that A14 would be the big cores and then little ones would be more power efficient but it looks like power efficient ones are the A14 and the big ones are another step up above that
0: yeah there's I could be wrong and of course, Apple doesn't release architectural details, No. Um, but I, Outside
2: of block diagrams. Not really. Yeah. No,
0: the, I, yeah, I was, my question about L2 was just, I, and you kind of answered it. Cause it's, I, I don't fully understand the relationship between like, is L3 seemingly the further away it gets, the more latency is involved. But as you said, like shared L2 does not have the same low latency that a private L2 per core would have. yeah i mean you know
1: well think of it even just in 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 cache lines uh physically so you've got a large l2 cache that's this big right well i mean you've got copper wires and you've got other transistors in between so you've got a cache line you want to access over here and you got a core over here you still got a get there as compared to if you've got a smaller L2 cache right in the in the actual core complex your latency is is significantly lower just because of physical differences and it's a smaller cache and so if you can fit you know have 95% cache hits with that smaller cache you're you're going to be have lower latency and you don't have to you know go across the the entire chip to, to go and access data and if you do need some of that data and this is you know where well uh, where l3 again it's 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 a lot of trade-offs and it's also why amd also you know went from one mega cache per module uh with bulldozer and them to you know half a meg because i mean it, there's there's so much simulation involved with workloads and be able to kind of mix and match what you're doing you're like hey 95 percent of the time I'm going to cut off latency in half. I'm going to improve the performance of my product. But, you know, Apple is, uh, you know, they have got smart people and they've been running their simulations and they know that hey, you know, L3 cache may be um, you know, overall better performing if we have smaller private L2s, but our power just, you know, goes up 15%, 20% per chip. And so we're willing to kind of mix and match and take a hit um, I don't know, and they've targeted, I mean, it's, it's, you're starting to get into envelope. the weeds with,
2: yeah. right. I mean, they have definitely targeted a performance per watt envelope and they're all over that. In fact, that was kind of their, their metric where they were weighing their performance against other, what we don't know what they would consider their, their compatriots in the industry to say, Hey, our performance per watt is so much better. We're at 10 Watts. We're at 20 Watts. They're 10x and we're way over them in performance. I look forward to seeing how that's going to turn out. Um, their smaller designs are completely passively cooled. For treme- what they're saying is tremendous performance for dual 4K editing videos that they were talking about. Passive yeah. cooling. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a it's an interesting claim. You'd think if anything, ARM is going to be the platform where
0: you can go passive and actually have, high, you know, a highly multi-threaded application right. like the what they were showing, which was not, rendering... All their implementations are not effect.
2: passive. Just to point No, out no, right.
0: Like the Mac Mini, I'm sure, will still have a small fan. It does. And it does. the MacBook Pro has a it, small it fan. It did have a fan. Yeah, it so does. that's that's yeah. what you want to use if you're actually editing. But because yeah, look at smartphones. Like unless you keep the phone cold during benchmarking, the clocks always yeah. go down during sustained workloads. Yeah. So it's just passively so we don't cooled know. small aluminum devices they get hot over sustained workloads and that's a 10 watt Mm -hmm. target. I think even for the air is a 10 watt
2: implementation. Well, they were claiming part of their performance graph was a 10 watt target. It looked like it went higher. You know, we, we won't know. We don't know. Right. Yeah. I'm sure like by the time they actually scale this
0: up towards in their iMac lineup, that's where it's going to get really interesting to compare against desktop class processors. But right now this is a play for low power, long battery life, all that, that you would expect from an iPad. Like this is like an yeah. iPad pro with a version of Mac OS designed to run natively on their own internal silicon. It kind of is keyboard. Yeah. But it, what was interesting leading up to this, were these sleek benchmarks of this mystery a 14 X bionic, which ended up maybe being the M one. And if the you look, AML. yeah, I know, but I the didn't really work
3: out that way, but higher power. Chips on it.
0: The the really okay because it's of course it's been, it's Geekbench and when you're talking about Geekbench, uh,
1: it's it's there's a reason I don't use Geekbench.
0: Yeah, it's it skews so so heavily towards Apple Silicon that it doesn't even seem like it's a useful cross-platform benchmark. And I'm talking about when I was comparing like Snapdragon parts to Huawei's Kirin parts to uh, an iPhone and. Look at any review, any Apple versus Snapdragon, for example, and it's just massive single-threaded gains, which usually results in multi-threaded gains, even with fewer cores, in almost every test, because they're just... I'm not sure exactly why. Like, the the way that Geekbench calculates its scores seems to very, very significantly favor Apple. And, I mean, obviously, Apple can have they have total control of the OS and the hardware so they can optimize in a way that nobody else can but just to get back into this like these this idea that resulted in headlines sensational uh like leaked Apple ARM CPU benchmark beats Intel Core i9 16-inch MacBook Pro so if if you're just going by Geekbench like an iPad uh Pro was already faster than a Core i9 allegedly Because the Core i9 only gets a score of 1,096 single core overall in Geekbench 5. Whereas an iPad Air with the A14 Bionic gets 1,583. And then this mystery leaked benchmark, which may just be a faster iPad, gets 1,634. But that's just normal. That's normal for Geekbench. You have an iPhone that's supposedly faster than most desktop processors, according to Geekbench. But it's like well you can't use that to run desktop applications so it's just kind of theoretical it's a weird it's unfortunate that that's literally it like we're at the mercy of one industry standard cross-platform benchmark that can be, can be run on desktop computers tablet computers and phones and it
2: doesn't really hey, seem to be that speaking reliable. from personal experience in this house we've got two i9 16 inch macbook pros in this house not mine but there are two in this house Mm -hmm, and you know what mm -hmm. the users are very satisfied with the performance we may have paid a lot but you know what they like them of course they do (laughs) now uh
0: are you running mac os on them
2: they both are running mac os okay yes so yeah i mean Uh, there are other machines in this place that were not provided by apple that are also running mac os but my point is
0: I, I bet the experience and reliability with those machines not provided by Apple
2: is not quite as high as the hey, Apple hardware. How did you know that one of my machines got sad in the middle of the night last night and rebooted itself into Windows? Very because unexpected. That's this the morning. Hackintosh lifestyle, Brett, and I tried that <laughs> lifestyle once. Every six months. And I will
0: never do it again.
2: <laughs> Every six months, one of my Hackintoshes wakes up as a as a... Windows PC. I come downstairs. And it's a lifestyle it's a choice. Windows, judge.
3: <laughs> Why is it going
0: to me? I don't want to be on camera. Camera one. No, you are. Go back to Good camera one. Camera Good one. There you. we go.
2: You take. You take some of that medicine. No, absolutely not. Um, hey, let's yeah. talk about Big Little. Let's talk about Big Little.
0: Hey, uh, Little Intel's going to have Big Little at some point, according to rumors and, that I and there's a catch about probably a year ago.
2: And Josh implied what that catch was. Which the was the catch is. Which was is that the operating system actually needs to be fairly well tuned to take advantage, scheduler wise, and and uh, how you feed the CPUs their data and and instructions, of to take advantage of a big little arrangement. And AM, by like even by AM, even exactly, <laughs> even by AMD standards. Which they, there's an article that I, I linked to in the show notes. Windows is not up to this task. They really imply fast. that there's an operating system out there that is. That would be Mac OS, by the way. Oh, come on. Red Apple. What about Linux? No, it's it's true. Android. I, I'm not. I'm, A- and Linux. Linux Android. Linux oh,
0: and Linux. Linux. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, the, just the operating and system Linux. that can be run on anything. Probably.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because that's really the answer. Yeah, no. Screw it's, this. It's, Screw it's, Mac OS. It is problematic. <laughs> uh, I mean, the cache sizes alone cause headaches when you're talking, uh, what true. is it, the Moisi? uh you know, the cache snooping type stuff and and how you replicate cache across. Yeah, it's 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 horrible, and um, you know. But they they a lot of software people have been doing it for a long time. And uh, did Apple ever have? They never have gone big little with um, their iPhone, have they?
0: I mean, yeah, I don't think they have. It's always it's been identical yes. cores. No. no. It has been for the last few generations. You've had like Wasn't performance
1: really... cores and then the small efficiency cores. Then, yeah, I mean, if they I mean it's 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 like I remember seeing NVIDIA back in the day, they had their four powerful cores and then their one efficiency core, which it was only efficiency in that it was identical to the other four cores. But in the actual manufacturing, they kind of adjusted how the process um, was able to lay down layers and and and. You know, basically uh, change the, the the cells a little bit, so you know they're they're not as fast, but less leaky and more efficient. And then it would it would send certain things like you know your your touch uh, would would go to that that small one. Uh, you would have you know much better um, performance with it and uh, accuracy, and it's not running on one of your big cores. And so it it was you know it was kind of a win win in that kind of case. And so I wonder if Apple did that that they had identical cores, but when in manufacturing and, and in design, you know, again, you you design for lower leakage, lower performance, but <clears throat> you're gonna have better efficiency. So I, I again I, I don't they don't they don't ever go into those things deeply, do they?
0: No, I mean Tech used to, but then they hired Anand so that he couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> so but I will say actually his presence at Apple it's interesting because his focus has been uh efficiency like hey you've already got enough performance single threaded from these apple chips let's work on how to make this more efficient how to get more battery life out of it how to put more tasks onto these low low power high efficiency cores and that was the big push leading up to the last major architecture change with their a series socs on the iphone and ipad and obviously the the learnings from that as they say probably resulted in, in a lot of what we've seen from m1 so far and this is this is a Gen 1 part that probably has great performance for a low power envelope in something like a MacBook Air, but, and Intel is not happy about it at all, obviously, because they're they're literally showcasing performance against not just I thought at first they were going to showcase against just like your bone stock MacBook Air, and if you read the, the test configuration information from their benchmarks, it says they're using the built to order quad core core i7 10th gen part and claiming all these big gains over it so oh that's 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 just hurtful and it is it's like hey it's your fastest part that you could supply us and we're trouncing you by two to three yeah. times yeah so that's, that's not good but again it's not anything that we can really verify because it's apple's closed ecosystem versus the world basically if i could get windows on arm and I know Windows on ARM is is a thing. It exists. You can read about it. Exactly. You can install it and use it if you hate it. It's yourself. it's
1: getting better all the time, which would we could we could segue into another okay. thing yeah, that we didn't cover. Yeah. Um ARM announced last week as well that the Cortex A seventy eight C is a design that they are pushing for these convertibles and, and laptops uh to, to compete against the Qualcomm 8x 8c I can't remember what what is the Qualcomm one 8x you got to help me out here I don't know cryo I have no idea what are you talking about you yeah talking about yeah Snapdragon yeah. but okay. no I mean it was yeah. it was the one that they had in the <laughs> uh you know the surface uh I can't remember because <laughs> I, really I know what you're talking about and I dumb. can't
0: remember either. We'll just, we'll add it in. Yeah. I'll put a screen up that has the name of it or a yes. Of yes. Or but anyway, uh, like so that this, one. Is, oh, this, this one right is not here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not a competitor to Qualcomm, but they're offering this to other uh, third party guys because you know, Microsoft's getting up to speed again. We talked about it. I think two weeks ago, uh, 64 bit, uh, x86 emulation on arm should be by the end of this year early next year and so that makes these much more compatible much more interesting a lot more potential performance uh by doing that because you know 32-bit you're you're stuck with kind of four gigs of memory to deal with and that's not even that i mean you're looking at like 3.2 gigs Per application, and you blow that in Chrome. So, uh, yeah, no, this is a it's it's a you know it's it's a nice step forward with ARM offering these new core designs, and they've beefed up everything pretty much about it. I think it's something like eight megs of L three cache that you can uh, design into the chips. Now you can have eight big cores instead of you know like the four big four little. It's now you know eight big for these and uh, of course, you know, throw in the latest Molly graphics. And uh, for 15 watt TDP, uh, you've got, you know, an eight core kind of monster chip that can can really push this stuff. And it's an option for its partners to uh, go ahead and license this out and make their own silicon and uh, have a competitor for the Qualcomm kind of laptop, higher powered chip. And now a competitor to the M1. Do you think that Apple could, you know, even if you hate Apple, you have to
0: understand that they are quite influential and look at the, the shift in the laptop space, like more, like there are so many like MacBook air clones out there. Let's just be honest.
1: There's a lot of MacBook You know, clones. I, I think that the shift has been a long time in coming and Intel hasn't done enough on their side to get it, down to where it's the all day battery they're getting close but apple wanted this stuff five years ago yeah and nobody was able to provide it and in theory the arm architecture stuff that was ap- operating at, at one hat one and a half watts to two watts to four watts they were available and they performed well and so apple is probably just like we would like this and Intel's like This is what we've got. You know know what we got? We got
0: stuff like the absolute piece of crap, like quad core Pentium branded low power Intel processors that
1: people who were spending $300 on a laptop for the last five years have been getting. It's just. And we're not even talking about the low power x86 cores, the uh, what Silvermont and, you know, the Atom based stuff, which was okay. And then the stuff that they tried to stuff in cell phones eight years ago, I think that, you know it, it just never took off and they were never able to get that down and i know you know amd tried that as well with the jaguar cores and they walked away from that as well because it just I, the margins were so terrible and the engineering needed to uh compete against arm in, in this place which was their primary focus arm was very low power good performance but we're talking sub two watts i mean half of watt in most cases and still having you know good performance and you know amd didn't have the financial resources to do it until they had the resources but they just chose to spend it in very strange things and i, I know i'm, I'm kind of hammering on intel and but it's 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 true and apple is moving away <laughs> from them and it, you know i had laptops that You know, last eight hours when, you know, they're showing off these Qualcomm things, which are you know a day and a half on those same batteries, just because the efficiency is so much better with what they can do. And and, Intel could have done this. Look at usage patterns of
0: actual people in the world. They only use a laptop when they have to, when there's something that requires them to do desktop-style applications. Otherwise, everything is done on their phone. And I know there's going to be a contingent of people especially DIY enthusiasts who follow PC Perspective, who disagree with that, who still use a desktop computer as their main computing experience. But for most people, it's a laptop or a phone. There is no reason why you could not have a mobile style processor in a laptop for just basic computing tasks. There is no other than the fact that there is not great OS or developer support for arm yet. Like, as this has been tried there. There are products you can actually go out and buy that are running Windows on ARM right now that work, that don't have the same application support or the same performance that something using an Intel or an AMD processor would have. But for most people, they don't need that. They need something that's cheap that'll get the job done. And it seems like since battery life then becomes the most important thing, do it efficiently and give me an all-day battery, that it was destined to be an arm based solution or something similar to it. So I I can't, I'm sure that we're not too far from seeing a bunch of other devices other than Apple coming out with their own arm based processor. The problem is that it's going to rely on windows on arm if they maintain their 90 plus percent market share yeah. out there. Well, a- Apple's sucks. also
2: bringing their cross compiler, their fat binaries. You know, Intel, ARM, combined binaries, as well as their Rosetta 2, which is they bragged about in some cases actually running native code and a native, I mean, Intel code, native Intel code on their ARM series actually faster than they were running on their intel cpus that seems well, far-fetched and but so you think about the it. fact
0: that the intel cpus were like one gigahertz that they okay. were using yeah like maybe. 1.1 yeah. 1.2 gigahertz it depends
2: so. on the comparison
0: absolutely did, by the way speaking of speed did they even talk clock speeds i never saw anything about clocks they
2: didn't they didn't yeah. No, they just used uh some very fluffy 3x 2x 6x numbers you know kind of thing uh uh speaking of um nothing performance benchmarks Yeah, speaking of performance (laughs) benchmarks thank (laughs) you brad
0: cinebench and the m1 cinebench r23 supports apple's new m1 chip so finally finally we can start running
2: cinebench on you know tablets perhaps i i think that this is just gonna cause the everybody to have to go like oh my god i need to upgrade to r23 now Unfortunately, R20 yes. seems so yesterday. There's
0: other there's other uh things that have changed as well. Mm-hmm. So it's, not, it's mm-hmm. not just that it it supports more platforms. It's something Of course not. They changed other things. Yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm not loving this, but yes, it's good. It's good. It's, anything's better than Geekbench, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Even though you're not supposed to use Cinebench according to Intel. But okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've completely lost track of the show notes here. What is next?
2: Well, we might have talked about uh, the overclocking of the 3070, maybe.
0: That's not going to be a popular
2: yeah. topic, though, because anytime okay, you get down that- we'll just that, move on then.
0: We can talk about it, but anytime nope. you talk 30 series, no, it's just like, yeah, if you could buy it, and then nobody cares. Like, who cares about overclocking There's a product that. you can't buy? But quickly, this is Founder's Edition. I have to say, I stand behind my review of the 3070 Founder's Edition. I think it's a fantastic product. And I wish you could actually buy it, so you could decide for yourself whether I was right. But if you happen to own one FPS review, and if you don't know FPS review, are the team who used to be Hard OCP minus Kyle and uh, Brent Justice, who was Kyle's uh, for GPU for great editor. Brent Justice. Yes. yes, overclocking that sounds like a cartoon. Brent <laughs> Justice. It sounds like a a private detective from the 1940s. No, that's it's from mm. uh,
1: all your base for great justice. Yeah. For great. Uh, I anyway. Don't, I don't uh, <sighs> See, it's overclock overclocking
2: headroom is my point. It has overclocking headroom. It's obviously going to be sample dependent. But I I think their their point here and if you jump to the conclusion, you you can read it. It's actually and you saw this too Sebastian a lot of the performance metrics on the 3070 didn't quite live up to Jensen's hype on it's faster in in every way than the 2080ti in many cases it was a little bit underneath it what they're showing is that there's enough headroom left in the FE edition to get you over that 2080ti barrier and and kind of surpass it in almost all all benchmarks or all metrics so were they? I think that was, was the most. Was Brent conclusion.
0: looking? I did not obviously look at the whole article, but was Brent looking at any memory overclocking, or was he just doing core overclocking?
3: Nine hundred megahertz
2: memory, I think was it.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. So an effective fifteen point eight gigahertz.
2: Yeah. That.
0: So it's yeah. it's memory bandwidth constrained. Look at the thirty eighty. It has right. really fast memory. Look at the thirty seventy. It has the same memory as the twenty eighty, founders edition. So founders. yeah,
2: nine hundred megahertz is a bleep ton, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep so well, that little, helps there's room for that n-
0: it card in the middle a 3070 super is probably in the future somewhere or 3070 ti whatever they want to call it there's and, space there is space there's room to grow uh what is next on the list uh oh yeah the yep. throwback love this thing. The di- I, I love is it. Is this a 60%? What is this form factor here? We're talking about the Raspberry Pi
2: 400. Which is built into a keyboard. It's, it's custom. It's not just a Raspberry Pi thrown into a keyboard. No, it's it's a custom it's design. But this is from Raspberry Jer- Pi, right? This is from their foundation. You know, right? I don't yeah. know. Jeremy is this, no, this is an official this is product.
0: It's an official yes, body. it is. Yeah.
3: Let's
0: see, For let's seventy over bucks, over to Hackaday you get here. That. $70. Or if you want to pay 100 And what do you get for 100
3: You get... Uh, well, you get a USB-C power supply, which if you don't really play around with Raspberry Pi, you might not have kicking around. Uh, a Raspberry branded mouse, uh, mini HDMI to regular HDMI, because that is the video output on it. And mm-hmm. a brand named SD card. They don't say which brand name, but I mean, SanDisk probably, that already has Pi OS installed on it. So it's, and, and also has the beginner's guide. So it's like, if you don't have a bunch of pie stuff running around already, the extra 30 bucks gets you what a normal person would have already stacked up over the years. But is, is there a picture in
2: this of the side of the, like how tall it is? Cause it's, it's like not that big. There's an exploded, I think there's an exploded picture in there. Oh that yeah, shows, find it yeah. here. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool.
3: Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they take it apart with a spudger so you can sort of get an idea yeah. of the size of of how thick it is. And the vast majority of that, it could be smaller. It's just they put a honking big heatsink in there so you don't have to worry about it uh, downclocking because it's getting warm. And it, it kind of will because it's, uh, what is it, 1.8 gigahertz, I think it does? Yeah. Based on the Cortex-A72. <laughs> So, you know, yeah, looking that. at Just, this, yeah, this is not using
0: an Apple-style aluminum uh, heat spreader here. Uh, I'm a little concerned about
3: passive cooling with this device.
0: Oh, I guess there's an aluminum Just, plate right here.
3: Yeah. There's an aluminum Yeah, plate. it extends the entire size of the board. Okay, I'm full of
2: it. The, the Apple version of this would literally roll up and fold, and you could put it in your pocket, and you could talk to it.
0: Yes. Well, of course, because it all, it's all about Siri. Uh, yeah. It's very slow, but, I mean, but a all the same. in the bottom here. I see some vent holes, but hey, this thing—it's like a thing reminds Commodore
2: 64. Yes, it reminds me of yeah, the exactly. 20 Commodore 64 era. Yes, <laughs> but you got general purpose I/O too. Yeah, is that what that <laughs> was sticking out the back yeah. there? GPIO pins. <laughs> yep. Wow, that's freaking sweet. You can just do whatever <laughs> the hell you want with the damn thing. Wait, are you a saying car- you could it's a card you, slot? Could you connect an external GPU to this theoretically? there's a
0: reason why
2: pca uh, our pies can't talk to pcie cards i can't remember the reason oh. but there's a reason why they they don't do that very well well hey
0: i'm sure we'll be seeing modif- modification kits for this too like i would like to see this in a, a slightly more substantial case maybe with some better cooling
3: well that's mm. sort of the the point
0: is that it doesn't yeah. oh well I, I I yeah I mean but now that I see this I want one with a mechanical keyboard I want <laughs> I, I want a lot of things.
2: So the keycaps uh, yeah, on guess, it are crap. I know. Yeah. yeah. I guess you could pull it out and and like move it into a different keyboard. Why not? It, I'm put sure. Put it, it would to, fit. put it
0: into one of those vintage. Uh, I mean, people already do that anyway. But put it like into, the IBM's. Like put it. In, yeah, Model M.
2: Ooh, think about yes. it. Yes. I'm gonna ask.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll. I think Wendell should do that. He has a, a sizable collection of uh, Model M's. He could or like that
2: a steampunk keyboard.
0: Speaking of steampunk, uh our own Brett Van Spruenberg. Spruenberg. Who is that guy? I I know I can't even pronounce his damn name. But uh it's fourteen letters. it's Spruenberg. He's it is. He has uh he's done it again. I, I He's released another review. First review from PC Perspective was a case.
2: What did I do wrong here? And then
0: another review (laughs) is is up. I don't know what I'm saying. Look, Meshify (laughs) 2 case review, Brett. Please guide us through this. And by the way, I just have to say, if you're listening, you have to go to PCPro.com and look at this review. The Fractal Meshify 2 case review, published on November 11th. Because the photography here is taking things to a place that I didn't think we were ever going to go. Where it's, it's the word is dynamic. He's using dynamic camera angles. He's using the kind of shots that you would never expect to see outside of a, a photo shoot with a model. And we're talking about a case. This is just a case. Not a concept car. Not a uh, human being. But there's all sorts of mood lighting and... and Crazy angles and stuff, and plus the
2: Meshify already has all sorts of angles of its own. It was just... it was a dynamic photoshoot. The case talked to me, did it? And and you know we had we had a photoshoot. I mean, you can mm. you can make, poke fun at whether or not there was a model involved, but there was. Okay, In this an, case inanimate objects. Did you this develop? Case I just say, did itself.
0: you? I know it's not always easy to keep a professional distance, but are you and the case still? Seeing each other now yeah. if the review is wrapped or... The
2: case, I'm. it's in another room. I, oh, we okay. can't be in the same room together. Okay. Your wife or else didn't there's, like a that. Lot of, there's a lot of long lingering eye contact. There was some tension. I, mean. I could
0: feel the tension mm-hmm. in some of these photos, especially when you're getting hands-on with the case.
2: Yeah, there was some
1: hands-on. And then you can, compare, a, that. A... <laughs> you can compare that to the pictures I take in my kitchen on a white table <laughs> that are so overblown.
0: But, I mean, when you're doing white um, background, really. you kind of want to overexpose it, though, Josh. You have Bef- to get that Amazon.com kind of look. <laughs> that it's just, you can't, <laughs> no, there's no it. background. <laughs> but, I mean, look at this. Like, it's, this one, admittedly, more of a pedestrian photo. Sorry, Brad. But, look, I mean, good. look at this. Look at this photo. You just don't see angles like this in case reviews. I and mean, this is like that- hardware Canucks here, almost
2: oh that is such a compliment
0: Thanks. you i said almost i caught myself because okay, right. i mean there's some problems yep. here but hey no you're it's right very it's very good not... it's better than we deserve i think but i mean look at this it's 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 just phenomenal and i guess there's also a product to talk about here somewhere i just want to talk about it's, the
2: photography because it's, it's sold buried the in the photography but you know what i i would just assume that we should just go through the pictures really because it tells the story <laughs> Yeah, it does. The it pictures, the, story the of, pictures of, do tell the story, and I spent through. for our a number, audio
0: listeners, Brett. We have to be kind to the audio listeners because this is probably just a pile of crap to them right now. Funding. No,
2: it's uh, it's entertaining. That's it's getting them to go like, you know what? Maybe I should actually open a web browser. Maybe I could do that. Uh, that's what they're doing on their phones right now. The audio listeners don't are don't tell for me don't
1: tell me that you're gonna do. Do Do you remember that SNL skit? i need more madonna's sex I need book more to go on, on <laughs> <a> oh <okay. laughs> yes so basically brett's going to be you know reading the words sebastian's going to be in the back smoking a cigar and doing very graphic uh yes graphic yes graphic descriptions. we don't have to do that we man, don't have to do that you see the be. openings on that case oh, oh speaking of oh, oh, openings it's let's gaping. scroll down oh, I had a wi- no wide don't use open that word that.
0: we're not going to use that word anymore um, hey, uh, look, look at this. Look, look going hands-on, just I grasping that intricately designed. It's like a web. What a web we weave. Fractal design. You know what? I was not this using a
2: very tight grip. You have to grip this lightly.
0: Uh, yeah, it's the grip now kind of bothers me the more I look at it. So I'm going to go away from that picture. Okay. It's because uh, of the offhand. It was the I offhand nature. I don't know. It. I don't know about the offhand thing. Yeah, look at, at this EK
2: one. Look at this e this, this short. He water cooled it.
0: One. He air cooled it. He took it every way you can. And, I did. Uh, look at uh, this explored, fill port. Would you look
2: at the size of this fill
0: port? Explored every port on it. hmm Dual layout flexibility. Ignore that That's overexposed. Yeah, the overexposed. Plant, I apologize. Yeah, I it's it's.
2: I apologize. It was contractually obligated. It was hurried. I and let's in full disclosure, there was a conversation between you and I. Literally, just it before was. this picture I said, was Hey, taken. you got
0: to put a plant photo in there. And then I used a photo of mine as an example. Now, look, if you look behind me, uh, you see plants here. And yep. that's kind of a trademark thing now. You got to have a, a blurry plant in the background. That's not me who started that. That was actually Chris. I, it, Pope it, it wasn't.
2: It wasn't. Who started right. that. Yep.
1: Now, do you know where that came from? Where did that come from? The late 90s. Uh, it was the Russian site. Hmm. Anna ran it. Uh,
3: yeah. You're thinking that Russia's. That's a long <laughs> no, time ago, Josh. No, Damn. no, no.
1: This is, this is early 2000s. It was a Russian site. And they always had their video card stuck in plants. <laughs> really? At interesting angles. Yes. And they would plagiarize like nobody's business. <laughs> but nobody cared because they were Russian,
0: so... Let me show you uh, how it's supposed to look. This is how you're supposed to put a plant in the background. And, no, don't. No, no, don't. No, you're gonna do it, aren't you? It's All already right. on All right, the screen. Ahead. And All right. so, I mean, that, I would call this tasteful. I use the uh, Star Trek: The Original Series um, cinematography techniques that I learned mm-hmm. from watching that show. They Use a lot of light, uh, a lot of gels.
2: Let's go back to that
0: other picture here. Stop. Okay, which is look, a GD what embarrassment
2: okay (laughs) what happened you know in comparison to my other pictures some of them are really stellar i ran around the house like a crazed wolverine right after you and i had this conversation going like oh my god i need a plant and i was like kidnapping plants from various parts of the house putting them next to it, going like, that's not right, that's not right, that's not right. And I had the lighting all wrong when I got the plant set up there, and I would just went over there and slammed the shutter and a couple of cameras. And, hey, but you know what? And then I put the plant back, and then look what we got. And then Look, all is forgiven
0: happened. when you get back to what matters, which is video cards, and then look at this shot yes. where you have, yeah. and again, audio listeners, I apologize. We're looking at a picture of a case with graphics cards. It doesn't sound that mm-hmm. exciting, but it is. Yeah, but you got to see it just because i did check this out. on purpose image six seven seven one in the gallery mm-hmm. and uh it's it's phenomenal i like the background of the fractal mesh there with the i set that up on purpose that it. way i'm yeah, sure you yep. did i and did it looks fantastic and look there's a rise did it come with this riser or was that an optional kit
2: that's an optional part of their kit and i do mention it during the review as to uh okay. how that was potentially Useful or not, and how I perhaps misused it. This shot I actually thought came out quite well with the the cooler mm -hmm, uh, Mm -hmm. unlit with the with it off. It's I found it particularly sharp and striking with with how much negative space there is off to the right. Yeah, but the crinkly tablecloth here. I don't know. All right, I'm I'm sorry
0: about that. Okay, all right, but hey, this let's continuing on with one of the worst audio segments of all time. It, it is it's let's, way up there let's with... get into performance now this is a computer case so what did you put into it to test it uh, are you
2: sure you didn't want, want me to hit the highlights of this because for the audio well, listeners are still going what are you even reviewing
0: like, what here? on earth is happening <laughs> other than been a bunch of inane chatter about photography along with the some hey, uh, less than subtly veiled sexual innuendo <laughs>
2: this case is nice um, is it? if how much is the, it it's about 129 to 139, depending on whether you get the tempered glass side panel or whether you get the solid steel. It okay. comes in up to okay. four different uh, colors slash flavors, black, blacker, and blackest, and okay. and a a gray and a white. What is this one? Is this I considered gray? Now, this is the gray, uh, and the photography is very difficult with this particular gray because while it is both, as you can see, a little bit glinty, in the kickback of the light you're seeing here. uh, It is both a gunmetal and more of an anthracite in natural lighting. (laughs) This case is a nice case. And it's got plenty of room for water cooling, plenty of room for different uh, size uh, video cards. It's got uh, an airflow front end to it, which is basically the R7 or the, I'm sorry, the Define 7 chassis. With uh, a, an airflow front on it, and... well, we're talking Meshify here, so of course it's airflow. It is, it is. So it's it's a Meshify version of of the Define Seven. So it's essentially bigger, it's, is what you're a... saying. it's bigger. Yeah, than the old it's Meshify. bigger. It's a it's yeah. a mid tower. It's still okay. a mid tower, um, but it's sizable. A uh, lot of depth to it, front to back, and it's it's very configurable, uh, meaning that you can get very large CPU or very large GPUs in it, uh, as well as convert it to uh, a server. Essentially, with up to like eleven, or oh. fully packed out like eighteen drives of various size in it, both in the in the power supply case, and there's a couple of pictures up ahead there where you can see I've moved that panel to the front. I'm mm. popping them out there to get uh, to show where the uh, the basement can be opened up where you can extend a uh, radiator into the basement using those different panels. How many uh, hard drive there. brackets does it come with? Cuz I know that brackets it, oh, it, come it comes with a total of 6. Oh, does come with. Comes with a total of 6. Yeah, okay. two are already in a uh, in a cage in the basement, the power supply basement, and there's four in the accessories kit. Okay. And and they're available for 10 bucks for two more. Uh two are to pop, that's the, that's the MSRP anyways. This is the, a picture of the, of the multi-bracket, which is useful mm-hmm. for mounting hard drives. Or uh, I noticed that uh, EK pumps, perfectly uh, pump-res combo, would perfectly right. align with that. There's a picture of the tall version of the EK pump-res combo with a D5 on the bottom of it. Plenty of room. You can see the height of the case in there. There's plenty of height left on that. So there's plenty of room for water-cooling play you know, mm-hmm. inside of this. At the top of the a cylinder, what innuendo? are we seeing
0: here? Is this? Are, are we looking at light scatter? I see. There's just a little bit uh, um, more. Of are a,
2: you are you are you accusing me of specular highlights here? I of think violating there may be the may Because down
0: here at the base of the cylinder, it's it's razor it's sharp. It's sublime. And then it's up sublime. here towards the
2: top, there's a lot of stray light, and it just it kind of washes Look, out. But I was using a very uh, small focus area on that particular mm-hmm, picture, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah, we may have had a little light scatter on the top, but that was on purpose due to defocusing. Okay.
0: Now, this okay. shot yeah. here, while it does not seem like it should be a featured image, as we digress... It needed to be. Again, if that's a word, mm. I don't think it's actually a word, but maybe it is, but... It can be. Uh, we were off the rails, is what I'm trying to say. So you, you said this no. case has dual layout flexibility. I'm looking at a picture here that shows... Nothing on the top at all. Like you can completely remove that top bracket and install your you liquid know, cooler. And that
2: makes it really nice for being able to get to the top of the motherboard for getting fan headers. Oh, in those EPS power blasted power, yeah eight-pin CPU
0: connectors. Yeah, oh yeah, always a pain in the neck. Not the so installed. bad on
2: this case yeah. because they allow you to pull that uh, top ninety th- percent uh, off. And it's really a lot easier um, with, uh, with that design. I, I got to hand it to them. So this is the beginning uh, of the photography on the conversion of the case into what they would call their storage mode. Okay. And you can see some of the pictures there. That back panel is removable. And essentially, yeah, forward that. And it mounts um, more towards the front. See, so you clear that area from the back panel and go to the next one there. Um, and then you pop the front off to get to the mounting screws. That entire front surround comes off Hmm. and then along the left edge, there's mounting screws where you can take that panel that's been removed from the back edge and remount it. That's the lower mounting point. This sounds complicated. and it's not really, it looks difficult. And then there's a picture from the back with a couple of the okay, yeah, here those new like drive horizontal trays. Horizontal trays. Exactly. And then they screw in with that thumb screw You've on the back edge. Do you like these where it's, it's
0: mounted to the front and to you know, one side, but then they kind of, they kind of have some Yeah, it hang
2: it's, it didn't really appear to be very, um, uh, rigid and dirty, but it mounts. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> it Josh with the, the word there.
0: Five. I know sturdy sturdiness yeah. sturdiness is a thing yes that matters
1: so it's kind of like
2: transformers more than meets the eye it it yeah. is indeed a little bit more than meets the eye um it basically allows them to not have very deep trays so that you can really stack the the hell out of the hard drives Tray depth on is
0: an unsung hero yeah. of uh
2: case design yeah. perhaps as we move on it might my observation on this i'll jump to the end my observation on this particular aspect of, it was, of the podcast at this point i so know continue. was Ugh. uh that hey after you after you retire this from your show build why not turn it into your home server convert it to uh to storage mode and stack the hell out of it with hard drives you should have and then yeah that was my that was my hot take performance let's talk um, about it Guide us through here. What are we seeing? Yep, performance was was decent. Uh, I didn't think a lot of the fans with a performance aspect in mind. I thought they were great, really nice from a noise perspective, very quiet fans. But even when ramped uh, all the way up, really didn't seem to move the air to do adequate cooling to a hot 9900K. 9900K uh, well, did did okay it's,
0: it's difficult. Uh, it
2: was a difficult cool, and I probably undercooled it with the Dark Rock Pro uh, Four, with only, which only has 250 watts of dissipation. So I probably only cooled it a little bit. Only, those are low-speed uh, fans,
0: though. It's they're optimized for for silence, but still. 68 yeah. cfm. Um, yeah. Have
2: no, I've got no qualms on their quietness. Very pleasant fan, but if you're going to be cooling a hot case, you really got to probably switch that out. So, yeah, this is the finished build. Sebastian, some of this look should should look rather familiar to you. I was going to say, there's that Gaming X Trio 2070 Super, I believe, right there. It Indeed, it is. Mm. And that's an MSI board with a 9900K in it and a Dark Rock Pro. And it's a nice keyboard. Um, it worked out. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend this. Uh, it might be a little pricey in comparison to some of its competitors, which might be $20-ish, $30 less. But you're getting a lot of case. And this one, I would... I'd go out there on a limb and say higher quality Um, metal is nicely done. Finish is nicely done. Coloring is nicely done. Um, Features are 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 top notch. And that's why I awarded it a a gold award. Um, The purple lighting uh, I kind of stumbled upon that uh, using some. I'll I'll hold this this was my pick of the week uh, like a couple of weeks ago. These Mm -hmm. uh, these LED lights and I used the heck out of them on this shoot. Uh, to get that purple lighting. And I offered the readers the ability to say, hey, did you enjoy the purple lighting? Circle yes or no on your screen.
0: Yeah, I see that. And it doesn't uh, actually, it's not interactive. I was trying to. No, you got to actually take out a Sharpie and and circle it. So you actually have to write on your your screen. Because I'm trying to like, I can highlight it. No,
2: no, no, no. Just grab a Sharpie okay circle it on your screen you're okay. probably gonna have to cut this out before people call us with i've damaged my screen because you told me
0: to no i'll leave it this. in but, but i don't think anybody's okay. made it this far since we've been no. th- i mean two hours okay. i mean an average yeah. listener probably has not made it this far but no. if you have you're no. one hey. of the elite and we appreciate you and thank jeremy. you very
1: much Jer- jeremy jeremy mm-hmm. xbit labs those x ex- okay
3: that was it oh wow Hey, the
1: word the word from
2: YouTube is purple is cool. I'm gonna stick with it.
0: Okay, cool. All right. All right. Speaking of cool things, uh Josh, can you get us started on Picks of the Week this week, please?
1: All right. So on Twitter we talked about, you know, ten cents a gig is so blasé, it's it's so twenty fifteen. Let's go down to five cents a gig. And of course these SSD people are mocking me because this one terabyte SSD was on sale for sixty eight dollars. So cents a gig. Now, I don't know how long the sale's going to last. Looks like not very long. Two hours, but hey. (laughs) Two hours. But it's still, you know, an $80 SSD, and it's probably going to be on sale again before Christmas time. Uh, It's not a fast SSD. It may not be able to have an extreme amount of rights to it and survive, but it is one terabyte. It's it's a SATA 6. It's still... Pretty quick. Probably bad on rights, but good on reads. $68, 6.8 cents a gig.
3: Nice.
1: Ryan Shroud is turning in his bed. Office. Yes. At
2: this time of night, possibly. Probably the office.
0: Somewhere yeah. Ryan Shroud is yeah. turning on his Casper mattress. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, was, see, it wasn't a Casper. Wasn't Which it a you Casper can get for 10% Casper, off back yeah, in the, the day. Code Per. Hey. There's mattress coverage coming. Just oh just boy! Right now.
0: As if it couldn't mm-hmm. get any more sexual than it already has. Brett is going to. It will get take things into the bedroom. Right uh, in this case no,
2: the no, bedroom. we'll Jeremy. talk about it, but we will not go there. You, you won't have pictures of the bed. Come
0: on. And you in it? No. It's it's just. How do I know that you used it? All right, moving on. Uh, Jeremy, are part. you
3: next? I believe you are. I might be. Yes. Look at this. Yeah. So Hackaday uh, wrapped up their Hackaday Prize for this year. Uh, it was a, a wee bit different than previous years, like everything else is. But uh, the top winner that you're, you are the picture there, uh, which looks you know a little bit odd, because it's, well, it's a interface shoved into a pacifier, because this is designed to replace the old uh, Puff and Sip controllers that uh, people that are essentially ah, the only okay. people they have control over is, is their mouth. Like, from the, the neck up and everything else is gone. So in this case, it's actually a little D-pad with a, a byte sensor. And so the D-pad can be set to steer around uh, your web browser. Uh, a complete click uh, of the D-pad evenly with your tongue would be uh, a programmable certain click. Uh, it macros so that if you're biting down when you're doing the interface, you can have different inputs than if you're not biting down as well as a quick bite equals, like a mouse click and a longer byte uh, works more of a shift. And this was just, you know, people that wanted to put together a project and uh, see if it would win the, the prize. They did uh, and did really well. And there's, you know, there, I think it was a dozen, if I have to I'd have to look back. I think there was about a dozen different categories uh, in which you could win. And in some cases, I mean, as in previous years, you don't need to actually create a product. As long as you've got, um, if you've got a bill of of all the things you need, the steps to build it and presentable in such a way that someone else could go and do it, that's more than enough to get you a good win. They, they had a, a anti-mosquito thing, uh, as they usually do every year, which I absolutely love. So it sits on the surface and creates little bubbles because uh, the nymphs of mosquitoes float on the top of the surface. If you didn't know this on stagnant water, so if you move the water a little bit, the suckers drown and everyone is happy. But this also has a sensor in it that's judging the the average gender and the species of mosquitoes. So it's worth taking a look through. And as I said, a lot of these projects are designed so that you can build them yourself with off the shelf parts for relatively inexpensive amount of money. So it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, it, a lot of the stuff is for accessibility, which is, you know, something that, you know, is really important to a lot of people. And, uh, you know, some of our guests have done some interesting projects with that as well so it's, it's worth taking a look at uh, even if you're not going to build anything just to look through and uh, maybe get inspired that's awesome uh
0: and then last on the list brett you have uh one of those delightful ultra wide aoc monitors for us looks like no actually yeah, it was it was
1: the ps5 that was released five minutes ago and is already sold out Oh, that came out. Or, oh, it's
0: past midnight
1: now. Oh, it came. Yeah. Out so, do you know how many people you screwed by having a, an extra long podcast? They'd miss their window of opportunity. Oh, somebody called.
3: Get them. Hey,
0: it, when they said that there weren't going to be any available in physical retail locations, you knew it was just going to be the bots immediately <clears throat> buying them all up. Because that thing, you thought 3080s were selling for too much on eBay. hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing, with you know Christmas coming, trying to think back to the PS3
1: launch, the Xbox 360. It was it was fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, fifteen to sixteen hundred bucks that they're going on eBay at Christmas. So three X.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. I, I would assume that the closer we get to Christmas, it'll be four and then five X. I think it'll top out yep. at at <laughs> least five X. Wouldn't wow. you Wouldn't you think so? Because somebody's gonna buy it. Somebody with money yeah. who just wants one is gonna buy one. Probably. Yep. Yeah probably some sports star who wants the latest <clears throat> game system they're ten thousand what's ten thousand dollars come on
2: but hey uh let's see uh aoc brett yeah um i needed a monitor to run free sync against that was not already connected to my work system uh because i just didn't want to move a monitor around and i thought these Uh, large widescreen, ultra widescreen monitors were pretty darn cool looking. So I wanted to try one out and I did some research and found out this was probably the best value going. So I encourage everybody to go down to their local micro center. That's a joke. I know not everybody has one. So I drove over to local micro center who had five of these, I guess, and bought one for, I think I paid $4.50 for it. It seems like a lot for a monitor. Um, it's not for a ultra wide 144
0: hertz.
1: This is not yeah, low resolution either. This is a 3440 by 1440. It it is, I yeah. I had a 23 inch LCD in 2005 that was 1920 by 1200 and it was 1100 bucks. Oh yeah. This so, was a good yeah, value. Be Dell 30s. It's a very good value. So and
2: that was why I picked this one out and went down to the micro center. I looked online just to see what you know, what's the regular deal like? And it was hundreds of dollars more, 560, 580, 610. So local micro center 450 looked like, oh my gosh, I'm going to drive over and get one of those. So I did, and um, this is definitely my pick because the price was right and the performance that so far that I've seen, I've played, played a couple of games on it, looked at a bunch of videos. Um, it lives up to the hype um, from a frame rate perspective. Uh, don't see any ghosting, seems to keep up. Um, I've been running at 120 hertz because uh, I've read some reviews that said that maybe it can't keep up. electronics don't quite keep up at 144, but even at 120, it's uh, it's you know definitely the top of the Gen 2, less expensive variant of these monitors. You know, the first ones were 75 hertz, 100 hertz. These 120, 144 Hertz ultra-wide screens are kind of like the best of the second gen, less expensive version of the ultra-wides. It's a very nice display. Unfortunately, me recommending it here would imply that it's available. I I didn't know this till I went to look around. It's just gone, this particular monitor has gone unavailable everywhere, even at Micro Center, Mm. Newegg, Amazon, it's gone. I, I, I apologized for talking it up and saying that it was, this is great. I think you should go get one. The price is reasonable if you can afford it. Hey, And now they're unavailable. It's it's like gone but, to the 3080 zone.
3: Just like everything else we've talked about tonight. Almost. If, I, if
0: you're in I the guessed. market for a oh, Ryzen yeah. 5000 yeah, processor and you want to pair it with one of the new
2: Radeons yeah.
0: or a 3070 or something, and you want to add this monitor to the mix,
2: you can. I you think, can just, I think just, the trifecta is is Ryzen 5, um, this monitor, and a, and a 3080. Yep. Well, I mean, you can't say that because the,
0: you know, 6,000, whatever we call it, it was Rx6K. Rx6K Rx6K, sure. Well, no, we still uh, got a week for that. I'm, yeah. Actually, uh, the AOC monitor I had a chance to play with, I thought was IPS, and this is VA. This is a VA, this is VA, so the blacks means, are good. Yeah, better blacks, and usually the problem with yep. VA is viewing angle,
2: but with a curved monitor, it's like the best case scenario for VA. It's, you it's very immersive. Angle. I've, I've figured out that there's kind of like a viewing distance that kind of like really pulls you into the scene and it's, it's somewhat close. It's a 1500 R Jeremy, what's yours? What you have a curved monitor too, I think, uh, don't
3: you? It's not quite as, uh, intense as that one. Um, I think yours is
2: 1800, isn't it? Uh, God. Which means yours is open a little bit more open. 1500 it's, it's is a little bit more, more close. Yeah. We'll wait. Uh, it's okay. But my, my point is it, at some point. Is you yeah. did. I just <laughs> I thought it was eighteen hundred, which means it's it, it for people who don't know, it's it describes like the radius of a circle. So the um the larger the number, the more open the the radius is from my understanding. Hey,
0: Brett, anybody who's or. ever done any kind of model railroading already knows this. So you know uh, never mind.
2: Uh, because they've got to they've go not tip the trains over going right, around. Right, because I mean
0: the the, the more gentle radius curves it's more mm-hmm. prototypical and obviously you're going to have uh, more realistic freight loads going around those curves. Right. so
2: right um, yeah, so a 1500r easy. is a little bit more aggressive from the curve uh, yeah but yeah, it does it make is. a very nice immersive experience and you pull a little bit closer and it's not like you even have to turn your head it feels your peripheral view in like gta5 was great i'm looking forward to playing a little elite dangerous with it so super curved
0: it's a super yeah. curved 1500R panel, is how they describe it. Oh, I like how they're just um, showing gameplay. Oh, here we go. No, it's it's, it's a, within I ran, the game.
2: Um, I only ran one benchmark on it for now, and I think I altered pretty much everything, which was um, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and with that 2070 uh, Super in it, and the 9900K it was DLSS on, mid 80s uh without dlss it was mid 70s so it picked up 10 12 frames on this monitor at uh, 3440 by 1440 just throwing that benchmark out there in case anybody cares i
0: feel like next week we'll have a lot to talk about again yeah so so until then i uh, apologize for the majority of uh, the content today but some of it was probably
2: really good who knows we won't we just won't know until the people respond. I think, I think the best comment so far on the discussion with the with the Meshify build was that uh, someone could have built a PC in it by now.
3: <laughs> you know what? That's absolutely true, because I think we talked about it for
2: about half an hour.
0: And I th- you I could probably that say that, that most... somebody could have built a PC blindfolded inside of that case. Yeah, but did you see back.
2: my, did you see my, they could not have cable management did as well. I did a good job in the cable management. Did you? I, I, bet. Okay. I did except for that one wire that yeah, one mm-hmm. wire i don't like so much
0: okay i'm not gonna go back and look at it though. no don't No, do um yeah but hey uh next week uh radion so yeah. you'll
3: want you'll want to tune in for that but until then and watch it sell out in real time as we talk about it
0: yeah <laughs> like the playstation 5 like everything we remember it well yeah someday in 2021 you could probably buy some of this stuff but until then no yeah. Well, not until 2021, but you know what I'm saying. I can't yeah. end the show, but it's just going to end. It's going to eventually just stop at some point.
1: Just like 2020. Yep. It will eventually come to an end. Eventually it will sure. end. We hope. Yes. All right, goodbye.